redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, know. I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Kulpa by King's Kaleidoscope. Let's get ready to rumble. That's it? That's all you got? Mm, sorry, sorry. <laughs> one bad. I to do that. that was a pretty good intro right there. I mean, I just want to be a pro wrestler um, announcer guy. Yeah, that's kind of Welcome in, everybody. Fluent Grace Podcast, episode number 13. No, that was last week. 14. Uh, Man, these, time flies. These <laughs> weeks run together sometimes. Uh, they really do. Quite literally. Lose track of time. Uh, anyway, Fluent Grace Podcast, episode number 14. Uh, glad everybody's back with us. How uh, How's the old... I was going to say round table. It's not really a round table. We're it's sitting a tea at. table. It's a tea table. It's a tribute to... Yours truly. Yeah. Oh, your attempt at that. Yeah. yeah. How's the old tea table doing today? Doing good. Never been better. I think you said that our very first episode. <laughs> it's my go-to. It really is. Colin I mean, lives in this world better. of perfection. I know. Except for emoji. <laughs> Whoa, now. Let's, let's just step back there for a second. <laughs> Colin lives in a world of, hey... It's all going to be all right. <laughs> That's the world. There ain't no perfection going on here. Yeah. You know what? Blow a tire out. Hey, change it. It's what to give you a spare for. <laughs> Run out of gas. That's why there's 50 billion gas stations in the city of Tuscaloosa. Triple A's in business for a reason. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You know, everything's going to be I hear all right, you. folks. I hear you. Colin Sherrill, everybody. That's me. Lose <laughs> a dog, they make more. <laughs> he lives his life by Bob Marley lyrics. Amen. You want to sing that one for us too, Tyler? Every little thing's going to be all right. Yeah, go for it. I'm good. <laughs> Tyler, how's your week been? It's real, really flown by, Tim. <laughs> Can't keep my days straight. Yeah. They How about the last couple together. weeks? How about the last couple weeks? Oh. You skipped a week. I did. Where was I? Oh, I was listening to lectures. So, you know, <laughs> typical me. That sounds horrible, <laughs> I man. I procrastinated and waited down to the last few weeks to do something. Um, and so I've got to fit um, three months into four weeks. So, oh boy, procrastination. Yeah, didn't we talk about that a while? We back? did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. When me and Tim hit it, <coughs> just us two. Yeah, <laughs> because the procrastinator uh-huh. was having to deal with his deal. The procrastinator was cramming. Yeah. Right. Oh, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to get to dating eventually. Ooh, that's a good uh, one. Hope you wear your big boy whitey tidies today. <laughs> that's right. Little fruit of the looms. Uh, we're going to put that off as long as possible, though. We're going to go off on a little rant. Oh, I like rants. A little, little random discussion of something that we uh, find passion about. Ooh. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. <laughs> For me, I'll go ahead and start us off. For me, that would be 
LaCroix. Oh, gross. I heard someone say one time that LaCroix is nothing more than somebody eating fruit salad and belching into your water. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. I wholeheartedly agree with whoever said that. Oh, man. I, I just got one thing to say about LaCroix, and it, I will always think about this when I see somebody drinking it. The first time I heard somebody say it, I thought they were saying LaCroix's name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Those two then, things are as far apart as you can exactly. pretty much get. So since then, that's all I can think about. It's a little Christian yeah. rapping. <laughs> it really is gross. It is. Tyler, what flavors have you tried? I, well, I tried... I think lemon lime or something. I was thinking, okay. or I was thinking it was going to be like Sprite. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. But it tastes like urine. If I had to imagine what urine tasted like, it'd probably be yeah. pretty close. Yeah, I did have a Topo Chico. Yeah, have y'all had that? It's no. like carbonated water, which is pretty much the same thing as Lacroix, except a more hipster version in a glass bottle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a shot. So I got grapefruit. It tasted like I was at McDonald's. Trying to get some uh, some red Fanta, but the Coke machine was broke and it spit out that <laughs> fluid, and I drank that. Um, it was it was a terrible experience, a solid waste of two fifty. So I tried. I was at this class a couple of weeks ago. It was a three day class. There was a bunch of college ministry people there, and so you know, again, trying to be all hipster, or whatever. So they had Lacroix out the, you know, the coolers full of Lacroix. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this thing. Everybody does it, so I'm just going to see what it is. So I tried lemon. It was straight up awful. <laughs> awful. I wanted to like it. I really did. I was like, you know, I want to be cultured here. I'm going to try this drink. Everybody does it. It's probably better for me than Coke, mm. right? No sugar. Coke, could you please do a hipster campaign so all the hipsters will like Coke? <laughs> That's right. I think they have. Isn't it called Coke Zero Sugar? Oh, gross. Get that crap out of here. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's me. That's LaCroix. Uh, if anybody wants to – no, never mind. Forget that junk. Keep LaCroix out of my life mm-hmm. next. <laughs> if you drink LaCroix, it's a sin. Fourth Kings. Fourth eight. Kings. Last Chapter week we referenced third six. Kings. This week we're referencing the fourth. Yeah. Anyways, I don't even know what I want to rant about. Butter or margarine, what's the flipping difference? That's a real question. I, we don't use either, so I don't really know. You don't eat butter? Are y'all no. those olive oil people? <laughs> no, I don't think so. And what kind of fat? We just don't really use any. What do you I cook with? can't stand butter or margarine. It's disgusting. What kind of terrorist are you, Tim? <laughs> what in the world? I'm one that has arteries that are not nearly as clogged as no. yours, apparently. Yeah, mine are not good. <laughs> Mine need like a tank to just like drive slap. Through. How about how about the old I can't believe it's not butter? How about that? I was always scared of that stuff. I'm like, then what are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you they look still, like they butter, still haven't smell like it butter, out. but you claim not to be butter. I'm a little terrified to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's we'll just stay on the food topic today on rant session. What's the deal with people going, like, vegan or going, um, let's only eat fresh grass from the back lawn? Don't get me started on that crowd. Come on with it, Tyler. So, all right. Because I I have a very good friend, and she went vegan. 
and I kid you not, she was in the hospital two months later with intestine problems. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that, Jack. So, I may get in trouble for this. I don't know. But I'm going to do it anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, Take on that Tyler mentality. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well... <laughs> Come on, Tim. Yeah, I'm gonna cut that one out. You got this. So I was uh, talking with my sister a few months ago. It might have been a couple years ago, and um, they eat pretty healthy. And she's probably listened to this too. So anyway, uh, love you, sis. We'll talk later, I'm sure. Um, and uh, she was talking about having to go on a road trip. Um, I think they were driving from like Michigan to Georgia or something. So it's a long way, right? And if, if I'm road tripping that distance which actually I'm going to very soon. Uh, man, I'm stopping at the old convenience store. Oh, yeah. Grabbing a Coke. Mm-hmm. Maybe some, you know, Sour Patch Kids. Mm. Uh, you know, let's throw some Crystal Burgers in there. Oh, Ooh. Crystal. Steamer Pack. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you you know, so that's, that's, that's my idea of an enjoyable trip. She posted a picture on Instagram or Facebook, one of the two, of a cup that was i still have no idea what it was but just to give you a mental picture i mean i guess it was like a kale spinach lettuce avocado smoothie oh my or something like that i don't know and and the caption on the picture was the only fast food i need (laughs) if you've never experienced fast food Fast as in, you know, the car was driving, I hopped out, grabbed some grass, and threw it in my cup of water. Fair. I enjoy oh. cut in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> it ran, inside of a rant, you're talking about stopping at the convenience store. How come a 32-ounce Gatorade in the convenience store is $2.50, but the exact same Gatorade at Dollar General is uno dollar? Or how about you can go buy an entire two liter for ninety nine cents? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and a twenty ounce is two sixty. And yet they wonder why America is obese. <laughs> you know, maybe I good. won't. Maybe I won't stop at a convenience store just because I'm gonna, you know, kick the old convenience store man a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to Daggum Dollar General and get me a two liter. And there are literally Dollar Generals everywhere. Man, yeah. there is some solid content. For podcast at the Dollar General, I'm just gonna put it out there. Let's go. We need to get recording in a DG one day. Have you seen the YouTube? There's a YouTube series that somebody has done in the Dollar Tree, to where they go in. I don't know how regularly they do this, whether it's weekly or monthly or whatever. They go into the Dollar Tree and they show the YouTube world what's new in Dollar Tree. <laughs> and somebody, it. somebody probably makes money off that. Like they will go find a red piece of junk spatula and they will show youtube hey here's this new spatula i found it's you know only a dollar like everything else in the store and you know but it's the best spatula you can buy or something like that i don't know i have a great social media campaign idea for for somebody out there you know how they have uh honey the peoples of new york they need a people of dg (laughs) account (laughs) i mean that could be solid gold content right there I mean, I would buy a book, People of DG. It would sit on my coffee table. I, you know, I, heard, a, I heard a rumor that the, this podcast summer series is going to be a little different. Yeah. And I think that I could pull off the recording in Dollar General this summer. 
I bet you won't. Are you committing to it? I'm committing to it. It's going to be videoed. You heard it here first, folks. Colin Sherrill is going to bring us a podcast live from the Dollar General. And he's going to video it to prove it for proof. (laughs) I might even get one of the employees to get on as a special guest. (laughs) I absolutely can't wait. I don't know about you guys out there, but I can't wait. Uh, So whenever that happens, uh, look forward to it with great anticipation. Please get some customers on there, too. Please. (laughs) Yeah, I got my milk here and got my bread and I got my <laughs> Hold on, I'll take this dip out of my mouth and I'll get on that <laughs> microphone over there. Oh, goodness. Okay. We need to move on. Oh, gosh. You're right, we do. So much fun, though. Uh, it is. Only if you do a DG in Mississippi. I mean, that would just set it off. <laughs> that would, the followers would just go out the roof, yeah, man. <laughs> I will hold my time. I love you, Mississippi and fellow Dollar General. We need to get some Mississippians to listen. We do. I don't think we've had any listen. I mean, I try to give them a shout-out at least every episode. Yeah. I don't know why they're not listening. Yeah. Maybe I should uh, put on the old SoundCloud hashtag. Maybe I should just hashtag Mississippi. People of Mississippi hashtag. It's possible. I may do that. Mississippi (laughs) read hashtags? I'm sorry. I'm I'm done. (laughs) Moving on to the question for today. <laughs> hey, but true story, true story. So there was a, a list that came out. Um, I don't know who it was by, maybe Forbes. I don't know why it would be Forbes, though. It was like top 50, the top states to live in in order. We were number 49. Were and we Mississippi really? was 48. Oh, no. Wait, we're worse? Yep, the Mississippi. Oh, man. I don't know. I, it's I probably guarantee a Mississippian you, that made the, the list. I guarantee you it's because of all the construction. You know who Road was construction. Iowa. Nope. Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. I I know nothing about Louisiana oh. except that LSU's there and Duck that's, Dynasty. And, and the Cajuns. That's where all those Cajuns are. Oh, that's true. Swamp people? Swamp people. <laughs> Can we please get a swamp person on the podcast? I must say, you know, that they had the big uh, big storm that came through Houston, what, about two years ago? And yeah. the big thing on uh, on all the news networks was the Cajun Navy mm. going to save people. That was really cool. That I got was, really yeah. hooked on that. Like, yeah. like, that's like a redneck's dream is to take his duck boat out and save people from the <laughs> rising floodwaters. That should have at least bought him a couple spots on the, you know, country's coolest states list. Exactly. So I've been looking for this picture ever since we were talking about LaCroix, and I finally found it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude Perfect. Our friends over at Dude Perfect. Love them. They shared this uh, comment. It says, sparkling water water tastes like when your leg falls asleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. <laughs> For what it's worth, there you go. Uh, so, LaCroix tastes like when your leg falls asleep. Y'all can all take that to the bank and think about that when you're sipping your culturally appropriate cherry. You don't have to conform, people. You don't have to conform. Nope. Yeah. Hashtag drink a Coke. Yep. Drink all right, it. here we go. Yep. Here we go. Uh, so, we said last week we were going to be talking about dating uh, today, and we are. Uh, but the two uh, specific questions that we're going to kind of use as the uh, foundation or framework for that discussion uh, are pretty big questions, actually. 
So I, you know, I don't know if it's the best thing to do to just jump right into it like this, but you know what? These were the questions on the list, so that's what we're going to do. So uh, first question we're going to uh, talk through is uh, what's dangerous or wrong with being physical before marriage? Second question, how do you get over a broken relationship or how do you deal with a broken relationship? That could be a dating relationship. That could also apply to just a you know regular friendship. So those are the two questions. Uh, what's dangerous or wrong about being physical before marriage? How do you get over a broken relationship? It's pretty big questions. Um, we're all in relationships, right? I've been married for seven years, have two kids. Uh, Tyler's been married for... Same, right? Do we get married seven? this year? I don't know, do we? I think... I don't remember. I bet your wives would know this answer <laughs> immediately. 2012. Yeah, we were 2012. So Tyler's been married seven years. Colin, hopefully we'll be married in seven years. At least in the next This podcast years. is directed to Colin Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Tim are going to look at Colin the entire time. The entire time. We're just going to get Colin to answer both questions. And, oh, yeah. you know. oh, gosh. <laughs> Literally, Colin, we're looking at you. I know. Uh, but for real, I've been uh, dating a wonderful lady for three and a half years now. So we are Ooh, moving so towards the engagement time. marriage stage, which is exciting. It's coming. It's coming soon. Not going to give any hints, though. Yeah. He said next You don't week, want to tell us like, to this. when you're buying the ring on the podcast? I'll tell you when I'm buying the ring. Have you bought it yet? But that's, I've told a lot of people this. Oh, the plan is to buy the ring that morning and propose that night. So well, I'm not going to hold that thing long. i got to make sure she takes true. care of it because I'd lose it. You, you know, know they have to size that bad boy, right? Well, her mom's long. a jeweler, so. Oh, bro. Mm. Get that hookup? Yeah. Yep. Give me that discount? Mm-hmm. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Colin's yeah. going to get me the discount. <laughs> hey, Future maybe we could get the jewelry store to sponsor the podcast. It's not a bad idea. What jewelry store? Hold it. You might not want to say that. Like, <laughs> you can tell me that. Uh, it's Reed's Jewelers. Y'all go shop at Reed's. There you go. Reed's, Reed's Jewelers. Jewelers. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Big time. So her name's Reed? She owns the chain of jewelry stores. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, dude, how loaded is this? Is your girl's family? This is the real deal. Like, Colin, we need to be really good buddies. You're about to walk into a mass amount of money. He's really not going to go buy a ring. He's just going to pick out the one he wants. <laughs> right. yeah. I'll be taking that one. You know what? I'll take a couple of them. See which one she likes best. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyway, back to the question. We digress. <laughs> really yeah. quickly. Yep. So what's dangerous or wrong with being physical before marriage? I guess the question that needs to precede that, uh, that we need to address first is, is it wrong to be physical before marriage? What is physical, Tim? I'm glad you asked, Tyler. Uh, we are not talking about something like sitting next to somebody at a movie and mm. touching we're not even talking about holding hands as you walk down the road. <sighs> so what we are talking about, though, is uh, when we say physical, is uh, physical in a sexual context. Mm. Okay. So. Uh, again, Which could be kind of gray, too, for people. I mean, not sex is obviously black and white, but what, what is included in that? Yes, it is. Go ask your parents. That's a good answer, Tim. Yeah. We're not going to address that here. Again, feel free. You can shoot us an email and ask about it, but uh, we won't answer. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, so anyway, if, if there are questions on the gray area, go ask uh, your parents or somebody that you uh, know and trust in your sphere of influence. Uh, it's not something you need to be getting from a podcast. So uh, we're not going there. But what we are going to uh, talk about is uh, just the danger of that type of uh, physical touch before marriage. So uh, we've kind of defined it a little bit. We have agreed that it is wrong. So then why is it wrong? What's dangerous about it? Well, the way I would answer that question would start out with something like this. So. I think what you have to be careful with with student ministry, and I've been a student pastor before um, for a few years, like six or seven. I don't even can't keep up with it now. Um, but anyways, in in student ministry, you have to be really careful with how you talk about sex because you don't want to you don't want students to walk away with the idea that that sex is gross, right? Which I think is where churches historically with uh especially in the area of student ministry i know whenever i was growing up that's kind of where i landed and it's not so much so that that's what our student pastor taught but that's just kind of what was reinforced in me from what i heard from different people um so i don't want to throw my youth pastor under the bus because he he was awesome i love him chuck you are a rock star Uh, but what i walked away with um from others who i surrounded myself with um who were trying to be positive, shed a positive light, made me walk away with sex is uh, is gross. You know, it's it's, it's something you, you don't want to be near, you don't want to be a part of. And I think to rightly understand this question, you have to rightly understand sex first and foremost. And so if you go and read Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, whatever you want to call it, um, man, like sex is worship. It's, it's a gift from God, right? If to in the context of marriage between a husband and a wife, it's a gift. Um, and, and it's, and it's, it is, it is an act of worship, uh, in, in the marriage covenant. And so, well, and just like anything we do that is being obedient to Christ right. is worship. Absolutely. And this is no different. Right. Right. Me obeying, uh, you know, my parents as a student or me respecting authority now that I'm an adult, that's a form of worship. Just as much as singing a worship song on a Sunday morning. Right. And so when you get physical outside of the marriage covenant, what you're essentially saying is, my way is better than your way, Lord. I don't have to be in a covenant. I don't have to go by your design. And so that sex then becomes an idol. It then becomes your God. Because you're worshiping yourself, you're worshiping your pleasure, you're worshiping your desires, and you're uh, and you're staining what God meant for what God meant for good. You're turning for evil, and so yeah. um, I, th- I think, and, and that and that's just one of many things we do that with a lot of stuff. We take what God meant for good and turn it for evil. Cause, I mean, it's part of living in a in a in a um, in a fallen world. But that does not excuse that you don't strive for holiness and and live a life that um, that glorifies the Lord. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing you said right there, and this coming from very practical, me being a male who's in a relationship, a dating relationship now, is the selfish factor. 
how selfish am I going to be in this area? Um, do I understand fully that this sex for marriage is a gift, like you were saying earlier? Uh, and that's something that my parents taught me uh, early on, is that sex is indeed a gift from God. It's a beautiful picture um, of Christ and the church um, being connected in one flesh. And so, you know, just making it very practical. Um, if you're in a relationship now or you potentially want to be in a relationship in the future um, with your your person, make it practical, you know, set boundaries. You hear that word a lot, but make it real, you know. I'm not going to go with her to her room. I'm not going to go with her and be in that situation. Um, you have to make it practical and you have to set boundaries beforehand, or you're just going to fall straight into it. And some of those boundaries are probably going to be different for different people. Exactly. Uh, that's one of the things that I think um, uh, folks struggle with is trying to impose their boundaries on somebody else. So if I have set a certain boundary, let's say it's maybe I'm not going to stay at her house past 10 o'clock at night. Maybe that's my boundary. Well, somebody else may not have that boundary, and their boundary needs to be, you know, we're not going to watch movies together, whatever that is. Those are two separate boundaries. They may both be equally needed for that individual, but you can't then say, oh, hey, you're crossing that line because you're not keeping my boundary. If it's not Scripture, then it cannot be imposed on somebody else like that. Exactly. And it just it comes down to how serious are you going to be about it, you know? How um, how committed are you to this? How committed are you to the person and their desires as well? Which can go even farther back to opening up a whole other can of worms on are you dating the right person? <laughs> we'll try not That's to an important that question today. to figure out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, to your point, you mentioned that it, it's a picture of Christ in the church, and that comes from Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we're talking about wives submitting to their husbands and husbands loving your wives. And there in the middle of that discussion, uh, Paul says the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of his church, uh, his body, is, and is himself its Savior. So ultimately, any relationship, any romantic relationship, should be a picture of Christ in the church. So if we dishonor that uh, by being physical before marriage, we're painting a bad picture of Christ in the church. And that's ultimately what it all comes down to. We are dishonoring Christ when we do that um, because it doesn't accurately depict his love, his commitment, his covenant with the church. And that's something that when you are in the middle of a relationship, you never think about. Mm. When I was dating my wife, I never thought about that. Mm. Never did. Um, it, you know, you get into the, uh, all you can think about is spending time with the other person. It's not something that's at the, the forefront of your mind. Oh, Hey, I'm a picture of Christ in the church, but it's a big deal. I'm just going to throw this out there too. This is a, a, a rant, so you can edit this out if you want to. But, um, I think one thing that that dudes specifically sh- struggle with, and I and I only say this because I'm I'm talking about myself. 
if I can just be transparent. Tyler is a dude, everybody. And so <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's just in. <laughs> is when I'm looking when I'm thinking back to when I was d- dating, and I was struggling with the very things that that we're talking about. Because let's just be real, we all struggle with these things. Mm. Um, the lie that wanted to pop into my mind and in my heart, which going back, your heart is evil. Your heart is naturally deceitful and and leads you into places you don't need to go. So stop saying, follow your heart because that's garbage. Yep. Anyways, um, (laughs) my heart wanted to say, well, you're married in your heart. It's okay. You're, you're going to get married. You're married in your heart. No, you're married in your pants. You need to, you need to, you need to stop. Okay. You need to think about what you're doing and, and, and look at who you are. Look at your desires. Your, your, your desires are not glorifying to the Lord in that moment. You're not, you're not thinking, how can I glorify God? You're, you're looking at how can you get, um, get to places where you shouldn't be with outside of the, uh, the covenant of marriage. And so that's just a shout out to the dudes. You're not married in your hearts. So stop buying into that lie and stop saying that lie to a girl to try to manipulate them into doing what you want to do. That was good stuff. Truth. <laughs> and you know, you know, go ooh, ahead, Tim. Let's arm wrestle. Who goes? Ah, uh, you win. Never oh, mind. Oh, gosh. I probably would have won. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think that, you know, I have a very simple, and I try to make it black and white in all situations. And so coming from a very sports background, you know, you practice how you play. You ever, y'all ever heard that? Um, so, so to, so put it, put it in these terms, um, the game, the actual, you know, the, the playing that's going to be done is the dating period, but what you do before then, how you interact with the opposite sex, whatever you're a guy or girl, the way you practice, the way you put yourself out there, the way that you carry yourself, the way that your values are set very much dictates how that your dating stage goes. Um, so like for me, for an example, I didn't start dating until I was 18. Am I saying that's perfect? No. Am I saying that that was the best decision ever? No. But what I am saying is I waited to a point where I was comfortable with who I am. You have to know yourself first. In every situation, just be yourself. Don't be somebody that you're not because I promise, especially in a dating stage, it's going to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in that, in that being yourself, you're being who God made you. And even that, it all has to be done in the context of Scripture. That's right. Don't be your natural self. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're not, exactly. Don't if be I'm the depraved. natural self, I'm in all kind of places I don't need to be. <laughs> That's right. Don't be the depraved version of yourself. Be the Holy Spirit-filled version mm. of yourself. Amen. So that's... Uh, that's important there. I think for for a lot of students, um, especially around this topic, the desire is to find someone or something, be it a book or podcast or youth leader or pastor or parent or whoever, you're trying to find where the line is. You're trying to say, okay, this is right and this is wrong. And then the tendency is, I'm going to get as close to that line as possible while still not crossing over it. Or try to justify the line that you're currently crossing. Going back to previous said rant. Yeah. You know, or trying to create a line that shouldn't be created. And so maybe 
maybe the focus shouldn't be on seeing how close we can get to the line, but saying how close I can get to Christ. And the closer I get to Christ, and I'm pursuing Him, wanting to follow Him, then He will lead the correct person into my life, and He will help lead me and said person in the way that most honors Him and allows us to paint an accurate picture of His love for the church. So, whether that is helpful or not, that's what we got for that piece of it. Second piece of the question, or I guess second question uh, related to this, how do you get over a broken relationship, be it dating or friendship? Tom. (laughs) Dear boy, (laughs) But it's somewhat true. Yeah, not very practical. It doesn't help me right now. Deal with it. (laughs) Get over it. Yeah, all of those are wrong answers. We do not actually believe those are. That's what that's what Colin said the answers were before the, we started the podcast. <laughs> My plain vanilla mind just went straight to that. Uh, yeah, that, that there is no easy answer to that question. We'll just put it that way. Um, again, especially in the in the dating world, um, when you deal with breaking up with someone, and I've seen this in students on multiple occasions. Um, they don't get over it for quite a while. It is all-consuming. It affects everything they do, everything they think about, everything they talk about. It affects their social media feeds. It affects literally every part of them. You know, Tim, one thing that I've thought about, and I'm, and again, I'm speaking from experience. So, like, don't hear me say, like, I'm preaching to you listeners out there. I'm talking about myself. Whenever I found myself in dating scenarios and that happened, it was because that I had elevated a person to where God should be. Hmm. And so I put a person, I, I, I put a job description on a person that only God could fulfill. And that's not to say, like, if you're hurting over a breakup, like, you've, you've committed idolatry. You probably had, just to be honest. I mean, you're, <laughs> we you're, all a, broken, have. you're yeah. a broken human being. You, we make yeah. idols out of everything. But, um, but we're prone to put people into a, a God-shaped hole. And so... and that, Yeah, and that's part of what creates the uh, intense pain and hurt from the broken relationship is because we've elevated them so high above Christ that we think nothing can fix that except whatever it is we try to prescribe to ourselves. Um, and then you add sex into that deal and you've there's a whole nother level of hurt and broke mm-hmm. and angst and all that. Yep. So, yeah. yep. And I think, you know, a big thing that, that I've heard and that I'll also say it is I have not personally experienced this. So what I say is probably not absolutely 100% um, going to line up with that. And I understand that people will say that, that I've never experienced it, so I can't speak on it. But what I can speak on is the God that I do serve. And that God is 100% loving in all situations. And that God is always there for you in all situations. And he still has stuff planned for you. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. He still has a perfect plan for you, for your future. And that person that you broke up with. Exactly. And I'll say this too. For, I mean, I don't want to be naive to think that there's not a listener out there that has not had sex with somebody and broken up. And now you feel like you are damaged goods and there's no redemption found in that. And that's just... First of all, that's garbage. 
Um, that's the enemy speaking into your heart um, and to your mind. So don't buy into that crap because the good news of the gospel is the grace that was sufficient yesterday is sufficient today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. And so if you rest in the finished work of Jesus, his, his grace and his mercy and his goodness um, is sufficient and it covers you and you're justified. And so don't buy into the lie that you're damaged goods. Um, Jesus loves damaged goods. Um, and so... Um, if you if you have fallen there, and and I know, especially in today's culture, um, I mean, there's a, that's a I mean, our, we live in a sexually charged culture, right? Mm. Um, and so, I just want, I want I wanted to remind you to breathe in the gospel, because and, and and that's not, and even in saying that, like I want to be like, well, don't buy into it so much, so you just go live however you want. Because and, and I say that to say if you properly understand the gospel, then you won't just go do whatever the heck you want. Because to understand grace is to understand the magnitude of sin. And when you understand the magnitude of your sin, you'll understand grace. And so to have grace, God had to be crushed for it. And so... Um, Again, it goes back to the idea that our relationships are a picture of Christ in the church. What was Christ's relationship? What is Christ's relationship with the church? Loves it, died for it. Um, each and every you know person who is a part of His church is loved immensely and uh, eternally by Jesus to the point that He gave up Himself in all areas. Um, and as Tyler said earlier, um, you know He serves those that did not deserve to be served. Not the pretty people that are polished and put all together we are we are the gomer mm. like in hosea we're we are the whore who wants to run away and continually turn to to pleasure and and stuff and so we are that and god like hosea pursues us despite us and yeah. buys us off the the slave block of sin yeah not only does jesus love damaged goods as tyler said but he restores uh the damage he fixes the damage. He eliminates the damage. He makes us, well, he not only fixes uh, the damage, but he makes us new. Uh, we are new creations, what uh, Corinthians says. I think it's 2 Corinthians. Um, so, you know, how do you deal with and, and get over a broken relationship? The focus has to be on Christ. If it's anywhere other than Christ, then it is going to rip us apart. You know, I, in thinking about some of these questions, I think it was Tyler that brought up last week, um, just in how, how would this question apply to Christ, you know, in his life? Uh, were there people in Jesus' life that he had to break relationship with? Well, the answer to that is yes, right? Jesus had folks in his life that had to, uh, he had to break relationship with. Uh, obviously, you can look at Judas, uh, but then you can also look in uh, Matthew chapter 8, uh, verses 18 through 22, talks about the cost of following Christ. And uh, there were these uh, disciples that had come up to him and said, Jesus, we want to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said, all right, come follow me. And then, you know, the reply was, well, first let me go bury my father. Or first let me go uh, tend to my land. Um, I think there was one more. I don't remember what the other person said. Anyway, so they're, they're making these excuses as to why they can't follow Christ now. Like, yeah, I want to follow you, Jesus, but I can't do it right now. Or, uh, yeah, I want to follow you, Jesus, but I want to do it on my terms. 
And so there was a break in that relationship, not because Jesus wanted them to leave or be gone, but just because they did not put him above all else. There were other things that they elevated above Christ. And so that relationship was broken. Well, what did Jesus do in response to that? Well, he continued to fulfill his purpose. And Jesus' purpose here on earth was to obey and glorify God. That's what he did. Even in the face of betrayal by Judas, which ultimately led to his death, he still fulfilled his purpose by being obedient to Christ. And I think that is an excellent example for all of us whenever we go through a broken relationship, be that dating relationship or be it just a regular friendship. Maybe it's a relationship with someone that you look up to. Uh, maybe it's a mentor that uh, is, is no longer living uh, in following Christ. Maybe it's a, you know, a church leader that has let you down. Or maybe it's a parent or whoever. You know, fill in the blank. Anybody that, that you have looked up to at some point and that relationship has been broken, how do you respond? How do you react? Well, you respond by continuing to do what God put you here to do. And that's to honor and glorify him. So, that's what we got. Good stuff. Good answer, Tim. <laughs> it's not an exhaustive answer, but um, maybe it will at least help point some folks in the right direction. The end result of that right direction being Jesus and Scripture. That's right. So, that's what we got for today. Colin, you know what time it is. Heck yeah, I know what time it is. It's Guinness World Record time. Oh, can't wait to see what this one is pertaining pertaining to the subject content. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. We need to, we need to, to find you some good Guinness World Record music. I mm. think we do. Hmm. Like some really deep bass tones. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until then, Tyler will do that for Tyler me. Tyler will voice over it. Yep. Yeah. All right, so today... <laughs> We've got a uh, Guinness World Record that was broken in New York, headed back, uh, had to get back to our homeland. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about world records that were overseas, so I had to come back here to the great country of America. And this guy, his name is, is strange though, but I'm not going to be mean because it's kind of cool. Azrita Furman. It's a dude named Azrita. He... Did you say his last name was Vermin? Furman. Azrita? Azrita Furman. Furman. That sounds like a beverage you'd get at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> hey, could be worse. Could be LaCroix. It oh, could be LaCroix. This guy uh, set the world record for the most M&Ms eaten in one minute. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. There's a couple parts to this one. Most M&Ms eaten in one minute blindfolded using chopsticks. Wow. <laughs> He was able to consume 20 M&M's oh, we can by picking that. them up. with. Cho- He's blindfolded with chopsticks? Okay. <laughs> and? I I'm, I'm going next week to get you some M&M's and chopsticks what in a blindfold. It? Does it say how you have to do it? Like, do you have to pick them up or can you stab them? No, you can't stab them. Well, you stab an M&M, it's just going to go to waste. <laughs> My logic is faulty. <laughs> That's what I got, folks. You know, we we played a game one time uh, here in our our student ministry, where we had a race to see how many kids could eat all the M and M's off a plate. But the deal was, uh, we covered them all in ketchup. 
So they had to eat M&M's and ketchup. Oh, that's so gross, dude. <laughs> I would say top five, uh, eh, top ten. Top ten best games we've ever done. Nice. Yeah, it was solid. They hated it, though. <laughs> Which just means, if y'all are listening, we're bringing that bad boy back. So be ready oh, for it. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say one more thing. on If we're talking about food and games here in the old youth group, there was a time, and I was only like 15 or 16, that we played a game. And the game was decorate the cupcake, you know, or decorate the cookie, you know, whatever. But what the the cupcake awesome. or cookie was your partner's face. Oh, nice. So you got the icing and you just drenched it all over your partner's face and you got the sprinkles and all that. And it was hilarious. It was a lot of fun. I was one of the persons that got it done to my face. What they didn't realize was that the food coloring that they put in the icing <laughs> had some type of negative effect on the skin and my face was on fire for like two days oh gold yeah i think i remember that i mean serious pain student ministry where you injure kids and laugh about it (laughs) good times there you go uh we will not do that one in honor of colin's face thank you uh we will not do that one it's probably why my beard's red you burn all the color out of the hair follicles maybe that's why your beard's so nice and full that's true caused beard growth (laughs) with that we are done for another week so come back check us out episode number 15 we'll be coming here in the next oh i don't know seven days something like that remember folks follow jesus not your hearts gooses latest we out